You're listening to Marie Claire Future Shapers Live in partnership with Neutrogena. I think Step Up Club is a business, but it's kind of also us. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit like if you imagine an influencer, but with there are just two of us. So yeah. it's somewhere it sits somewhere slightly odd in between those two mm. things. You've got this great idea for a business, but you're worried that a crucial gap in your skills could be standing in your way. Other than going on Dragon's Den, what are the practical ways to find the perfect business partner? In this panel, Marie Claire's Fashion Features Director, Jess Wood, and two brilliant business duos discuss the secrets and challenges of teaming up with a professional other half. They are Alice Olins and Fenella Male Fine of Women's Career Network, Step Up Club, and Sharia Tokia and Hetty Holmes, co-founders of lifestyle site, Dose. Jess Wood, I'm the Fashion Features Director of Marie Claire, and welcome to this session talking about the power of collaboration. So I'd like to introduce um, Shara and Hetty of, um, how would you describe it, Healthy Hedonistic, Healthy Hedonist Online Destination Dose, um, and Alice Olins and Fenella Mailfine of the Step Up Club. How would you describe that? Oh, well, are you asking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, are we collaborating? Um, we are a kind of, we're a mishmash of um, modern career uh, community. We're like on online, um, a website where women can meet and uh, learn new things about careers. We set ourselves up because Fenella's background is in uh, the city. She's much more the corporate one and I'm on the more creative side. Um, and we set up the Step Up Club because we thought that there was a space in the market for a kind of stylish, um, interesting, new um, voice in the women's career movement. You know, there's no reason why women in all careers um, can't have access to solid, practical, um, modern career advice, and, and that's what we offer. Um, and would you ladies like to talk about what your um, business does? Sure. Um, Dose is an online magazine for feel-good hormones, um, all based around health and fitness. Um, so what's very interesting about both of your duos, I think, is there's kind of one very creative one and then one that's kind of more the, the business one. So um, could you just tell us about how you met and how you realised what, what you could each bring to each other and what you were kind of missing in, in that sense? Yeah, so I was working as a freelance writer, reviewing mainly fitness classes, spas, pretty pretty great job. Um, and it led me to one of Shara's spin classes, which was at the top of the Gherkin for a new launch, which was amazing. We just got chatting afterwards and realised that there was this gap in the market for this healthy headness, which we felt like we were. People that loved health and fitness, but also loved to go for dinner afterwards and, you know, have a drink. Um, they, we felt like there wasn't somewhere that brought all these things together. So... We kind of bonded over that, the need for that customer, um, and then the ideas kind of started from there. And how did you identify what you could each... When did it become kind of obvious that you were kind of going to be the more... fulfilled the more creative function, you were going to be, you know, all about the sales, and how did the roles kind of emerge? Um, if I'm honest, probably not until we both left our jobs to work on this full-time. Uh, my main concern when I met Hetty initially was that we were really similar. We mm. both had backgrounds working in startups and used to doing, like, everything... Um, probably all too thinly. But as we started working, I realised that I am a horrendous writer um, and everything I sent ahead, she had it anyway. And I love brand partnerships and running around London like a headless chicken, meeting marketing functions in roles and monetizing the business. So it really was when we actually started to get To do going. it, yeah. yeah. And what about um, you two ladies? I think we're the opposite because it's really, really obvious what our roles are just from our career backgrounds yeah. and our personalities. So my background is, I used to be in the city, I used to be a, a corporate lawyer and then I was a hedge fund manager um, and I retrained in occupational psychology and I work in executive coaching. So I came really from the careers expert side saying, 
I run these big women's leadership programs and organisations, like, why is this not reaching all my friends who don't work at Goldman Sachs or Linklaters? Mm. Whereas Alice is really creative, she's a writer, um, she has amazing ideas, she's really good at working out. So, so, so the way that it works is, is that I come from this kind of very practice, research-driven place, and Alice comes from a kind of creative, more... You can say airy-fairy. <laughs> <laughs> because Alice, oh, a more approachable place. I think, I think, I think, easy to read place. Yeah. And and what what happens is that that meets in the middle and it creates something that's really useful and credible, but also really enjoyable to yeah. read. All the events that are really fun to attend, but mm. you're still getting real like meaty content. In mm. So Alice, you are a fashion writer. In fact, you did my maternity cover at Mary Claire's fashion feature oh. director. So <laughs> you you're very much from the fashion side. So that's it's really interesting. So, yeah. how did you two um, kind of meet, and how did you decide to set up your um, network, your business? Um, so, I am old friends with Fenella's husband. We used to hang around in Hampstead High Street when we were fifteen together. Who knew we would end up here? Um, and so, Fenella and I used to kind of periodically meet um, over a glass of wine or something alcoholic, healthy, wine. Um, healthy, healthy wine. Uh, <laughs> at just different parties of kind of mutual friends and things. And we, even though we have these very different career paths, always ended up talking about women and careers and kind of what we were doing and our experiences. Um, and then we just thought, well, if no one else is doing it, why don't we try and just pull something together? So we literally pulled a few strings, found an event space in London and just thought, let's use our network, let's see if we can get a great panel together um, and invite people via Instagram and our friends and friends of friends and um, just did this event just to see what would happen and what the response would be like. And actually, we um, a few, through my kind of... Um, work contacts a few book editors came and, and we ended up being signed for our book the day after our um, first event which was totally unexpected um, and then we kind of stopped with the events and the branding and then we went straight into kind of literally going to the library and <laughs> writing a book so it was like when it starts off in this really glamorous place like let's start this amazing new kind of community and then I literally went to the library every day with my rucksack on it was like being a student again it was quite nice um, and then the book was published in September and now we've gone back onto the kind of events branding side and just building this community and getting our message out there and just creating a space online and in person where women can just enjoy talking about their careers and kind of meet other women and have a bit of perspective out of the office. So when it came to um, starting something up, were these both were these ideas both ideas that you'd each kind of mould or thought about, or was it when you met your perfect partner that it kind of the idea appeared, or were we each of you <laughs> thinking about what you've ended up doing kind of before you met, or did it come out of your meeting? I'd say a bit before we met. Um, as, uh, on the side, I was um, writing my own blog called Health and Hedonism, which ironically kind of in a way became what DOS is now, bringing these two worlds together um, with the kind of overlying message of balance. So when Shara and I met, I had kind of started planting the seeds for what? what Dose was through that blog. Um, but it was only when we kind of brought our ideas together that we understood that we were actually trying to promote balance, not just talking about the two sides of the spectrum, but actually the kind of the union in the middle. So, and it was when we started communicating to our database and understanding what they were actually clicking on and what they liked, mm. which Shara is more specialist in mm. than me coming from a data background. And that's when we really got to know the consumer and what they wanted to, to be reading about. Mm. And do you think you'd each have been brave enough to do something alone? Or do you think for you both, it's been all about having that other partner to kind of give you the confidence to start up what you do now? 
Ours has been, I think it's interesting because Alice and I, whenever we get asked questions in panels, we always give pretty much the opposite answer, <laughs> except when it comes to what our goals or our values are right. or what we're driving for. And, and actually, interestingly, we're giving almost the opposite answer. So I think that's really heartening because people often come to us and say, um, oh my God, I can't find my perfect partner. What am I going to do? And, and we say, well, you know, that there isn't one perfect partner mm. and this collaboration, <laughs> well, except you can't have it. It's taken, so um, there's not any more left. Um, you know, there's loads of different ways to come at it. So we're coming at it from, from the opposite point of view, I think. Mm. So ours has happened so organically mm. that Step Up is such a fusion of the two of us. The fact that it's online and it's in real life, the fact that it's kind of corporate and creative, the, the fact that it's research, research driven, but also stylish and fashion mm. driven. So ours would, could never happen without one of us. It, yeah. would, it, would, it would just be... It, it has to be both of you. It has to be both of us yeah, because it's right. so much about... About, the, about our, both of you. About yeah. both what you both bring to it, yeah. And I think that helps, especially, in fact, I think on all fronts, like Fenella was saying with the events and even on Instagram, that different women kind of resonate, we resonate towards different women. So I think some people are more uh, interested or kind of get more from my career, some people more from Fenella. So mm. what we wanted to do is create this space where anyone, any woman, whether she's working or not, or whatever industry she's in, would be able to find or be able to use our tools and what we're offering mm. um, for her own career and her life. So I think having two people broadens that yeah. appeal. So tell <coughs> us about how it works on a practical level. Like, talk us through, do you have an office space? How many days do you each do? You know, is it kind of working out running a business with someone else, I imagine, would be quite complicated. So how does that work for you guys? Um, a bit of, well, a bit of time management, I suppose. I actually have tried to do a business before like, by myself, right. which was very much um, my decision to go into but do it again by myself was not an option. Okay. So I was very much looking for someone and a business partner that had the opposite skill set to me, right. which is where I found Hetty. And, and you had that clarity after your first business? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, why was that? What happened? Uh, the nice story. Um, <laughs> I tried to start a business like ClassPass, which I don't know if any of you know. Um, which is a technology-heavy business. I'm not a techie. I had no idea I was running a technology business until <laughs> I started it and learned what the word startup actually meant. Um, so I needed a technical co-founder, and I didn't have that. So right. it was me trying to learn a lot too right. much. So when we decided to bring Dose together, and it was being a content site, I was like, I need a writer, and then Hetty and I would already become friends, and that's how we got brainstorming. Mm. But in terms of our time management now, we spend at least one full day together in each other's homes. Um, we have a shared workspace in Soho that we also work out of and have meetings there. And because we are such a young company, we spend a lot of time running around London meeting lots of different brands. Yeah. So, so you see each other every day or? No, no we WhatsApp every single day. Right. Like, it's okay. like a marriage. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and what about you ladies? Do you Same see each other every day? Yeah, yeah. You've so, just answered our answer. We have one, we have two days together, one really long day together and one other day. And then one meeting, like we do meetings and we do a lot of WhatsApping. Um, and we have a share. <laughs> we have a co-working space in town, and we work in each other's homes. Yeah, yeah. So there, you yeah. Go. there you go. We've got kids, so I think it's a bit different because yeah. one of the reasons for like one of the reasons I don't want to work in the you know in at JP Morgan anymore, and one of the reasons why Alice also wants to work flexibly is because we want to be flexible mm. like, to also see our. So we want to have a really successful business, but we really want to see our kids as well. Mm. So we're not working completely full time because yeah. we're well, actually. This and that's right. We work a full-time number of hours, yeah. but we work <laughs> somewhere like in nice. weird yeah. ways. We spend a lot of time on our sofas yeah. 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 On the in the evening yeah. Yeah. working. Yeah. And do you have any disagreements? Because I'd imagine working with another 
anybody, but I just, I, I can imagine that there's quite a lot of scope for kind of little resentments and I'm doing more, you're doing more. I mean, that, is that not what, that, how it works or... Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely know this day is coming, but it yeah. hasn't happened yet. But don't get me wrong, we, when we meet, we have lots of different ideas about what to do next, and Petty will say something, I'm like, no, and yeah. then vice versa. Right. But we've never had that no, right. yet. Right. Shara definitely reigns in my ideas, because I can go a little bit too broad sometimes, right. and she helps to focus me, right. which is great to have in a business partner. Um, and I think, yeah, we that day hasn't come quite yet, but right. I'm sure it will. Right, right. And I get the impression you guys get along well and you don't seem to have any <laughs> I suppose because your your roles are very you know we do have a story about we it do. we do we oh, have we've had it because we had it right at the beginning and I think that kind it of was important yeah got it out do the you way. want to tell the story I'll tell the story um <laughs> it was how we wrote our book so and it ended up being a very obvious way of dividing writing a book because lots of people say to us how do you write a book together and did one person write one chapter and one person write the other obviously not because like you have to have a tone of voice so the way that we worked it out from the beginning was that Fenella was going to do the kind of research. I mean, we came up with the format of the chapters and then Fenella did the research and had the knowledge and kind of cr- delivered me raw content effectively. And then I turned it into the book-ish, not to take anything away from Fenella. But, in but the, you went in the final... Well, you, together, but yeah, yeah, kind of took it into something, used my journalistic um, skills to turn it into a book. Um, so, and we hadn't, but the funny thing is, we look back now, and obviously now we talk all the time and WhatsApp all the time and kind of know everything about each other. But at the time, we kind of got this book deal very, very quickly that we weren't particularly expecting, aiming towards, but weren't expecting. Um, came up with this framework, like, right, you've got three months to write this book or three and a half months to write the book. Okay, let's just write the book. We just went off. So we're like, all right, see ya. We actually didn't really speak that much. And not, and, you know, we just didn't know each other as well mm. at that point. So Fenella sent me this content, which was quite dense. And it wasn't my, um, it wasn't my natural habitat of subject either. So I kind of just went, oh, okay, I'm going to make this really fashion-y. So I kind of did like loads of, fashion stuff on it, which you know what to do, like bows, and just made it really zhuzhy, for want of a better word. And then I sent it back to Fenella, um, emailed it to her, and then I WhatsApped her later, so I think it was a Friday, and I WhatsApped her and said, I've sent you the first draft of chapter one, let me know. Um, and then I just didn't hear back from her. It was a stunned her. silence. Total, just, total <laughs> silence. Just, so it was like Friday, Saturday. I just hate it, and I just... I just you just didn't know what to say. I just she read it and say. I was like, oh But my also, God. She, she's now, like, this isn't Fenella who I met. Like, Fenella was very, 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 very corporate. Deep mm. down, a very, very creative person and loves clothes and style and everything, but was also in a very kind of corporate yeah. mindset at that time. And we've both so come, we've met. Yeah. So what happened was she was also in this very corporate place, and much. I think that something I didn't appreciate was that having worked in fashion, where everything's like free for all, you sit around in your editor's office and just go, well, let's write about that. Yeah, let's see what happens there type of thing. Whereas Fenella had come from a very different... Evidence base. Yeah, yeah. everything yeah. was much everything more structured and, you know, and, what yeah. people, opinions about other people's work. So, um, and the opinion on my work from Fenella was, this is not what I want my book, you know, the book to be like. So we just had, we called this kind of summit meeting on the Monday morning and said, right, what's going on? And Fenella's like, I can't go right now. This is not what I think the book should be. Um, and I was like, okay, fair point. But also, like, you can't, we're not writing a corporate book. Right. But yeah. I was right. here, right. and right. I was here, right. and right. where it ended up is here. Yeah. Right. So right. I had right. to let go of some of the fashion and, shows, right. and she had to come away from her corporate yeah. kind of mindset. And you did manage to resolve it. It was done by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. And so we, now, we know, now we know that, we, we know each other really, really well. Yeah. And I think that's really important, like we know each other's personalities. I'm, I'm like, 
I'm like 10 years into the future. I've already like sold this business and, you know, and I, and I, so I'm always like thinking onto like five steps ahead and Alice is much more in the moment. In the moment. Yeah, so, right. so in each, in each way, but we're really aware of that. So in each way, Alice, when I get like that, Alice will say like, you know, you're like five steps ahead. I right. need to come back to here. Right. Um, and, and anything like that, we're really good at knowing who's doing what and yeah. who kind of bring each other back that through that process. painful process. Yeah, so you've got that to come, lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> so, um, and can you tell us about kind of any specific experiences where you, the other person has been a real benefit and you've thought, oh my God, thank God I've got this partner. Thank God. Um, yes, I mean, Hetty has worked for beauty startups in the past. Um, I didn't have an experience or, if I'm really honest, like massive interest in beauty, but our customer obviously does. Um, everyone needs to care for their skin if they're working out. So in terms of relationships and networking and meeting new brands, Hetty's like, yeah, I know that person. Yeah, I can send an intro. And that's, wow, that's you know, so me valuable. having to go through LinkedIn and 400 contacts and copies, yeah, yeah. being like, no, I'll just you know, set it up. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, when we around. first started testing and validating the idea, um, Shara had a very strong link with Time Out magazine because she'd used them before for a previous startup that she'd worked with. Um, and we held events with them um, to kind of test this healthy headness, you know, holding events like bar at the actual bar um, and, you know, really cool little events around London. And there seemed to be a, a customer there that was really buying into what we were talking about. So having that relationship was invaluable. Mm. So I, you know, and another case was I, I had set myself up as a freelancer and I had an accountant and I had yeah. software and certain things that could make us appear professional to the businesses we were talking to. So we kind of put a lot of our invoices and stuff through my accounting software to begin with, which, you know, started building a lot of trust between us as well. Mm. Yeah, which is great, yeah. Mm. Um, so I was going to ask you both about um, how these kind of things we've been talking about could apply to somebody who isn't, doesn't have an amazing idea for a startup or doesn't, isn't in a kind of creative industry where people are kind of looking for things to pair up with people. If you're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, what do you think, what could you pull out from your experiences that would help someone in a job that is, is not an obvious job for a, for a collaboration or, or finding a partner? I, I'm going to go really coaching. Um, I think that you always need to start, and this is where we start in our book, you need to start from finding your purpose, defining um, your why, uh, defining your success, whatever you want to call it. You need to know what it is that you are here for and the reason why you want to start up a business and the reason why you want to work and what you want to achieve with that. And I think if you start from there, then what you want to do, not the actual the actual, what, not dose the online Healthy Headness magazine or step up the Working Women's Career Club, but the type of arena that you want to be involved in. Mm. I want to actually start up a high street solicitors firm or I want to be the first person to, um, I'm, giving, like, I'm using a lawyer example because I am a lawyer, um, but you know, or I want to be the first person to give, do a legal advice uh, blog from a, women's, from a woman's point of view and get on TV about, you know, whatever it is, mm. because I, a, I want to, have a business that's very stable that nurtures my family or I want to change people's lives by empowering them to understand the law whatever your purpose is define that find somebody who shares that purpose because actually for all our differences we share the same purpose mm. and and then that's going to take you naturally to, to work out exactly what you want to do right, right I think also just in a kind of more practical not more practical way but in a kind of everyday sense if you work in a team you're still collaborating with people yes, so that's I don't very think true. it's like exclusively collaboration for kind of startups or new businesses or yeah. even aiming for something new I think in your day job you collaborate with people 
I mean, unless you're a complete lone ranger, you're yeah. collaborating with people all the time. And yeah. I think what you learn in a partnership, everything is amplified. So you, you know, like you do have to learn about the other person much more closely than if you worked in a team. But I think applying what we've learned, like appreciating what other people can bring, seeing where you aren't as strong and being able to outsource that mm. to other people, like mm. not holding everything close to yourself and being able to kind of open yourself up to the benefits mm. of a team is can help you as a person within your career. Mm. I mean, I think what's come across loud and clear to me is the fact that you each very obviously kind of have your own defined role within the partnership yeah. and you each bring something that the other person, you know, can't. And I think that really applies in, in offices as yeah, well, exactly. you know, and it's about accepting what other people bring that you can't and kind of working, uh, being open to to that and, and developing And also using each other's networks, I think, is yeah. yeah. really important. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know, same with us. We've got very different networks mm. um, and that helps our business grow and helps us to, you know, if we need to have do something quickly, like a favour of someone or, you know, whatever it is, mm. it's just when you've got two networks that are kind of, you join them together, you end up with a more powerful network. Mm. So. And how do you guys work with each other's networks? I mean, do you is that something that's been very helpful to each of you? Yeah, I mean, I have had a marketing background, so um, I have a lot of different relationships with brands across lots of different sectors. Um, I love meeting people, so that helps me meet brands and I use LinkedIn like a psychopath right, to try and get right, to the right person. Right. Um, what are your tips for finding the right person? Right. So you've got to decide what company you want to target, then go through, search by a company, and then depending on the role you're looking for, like if it's PR, you have to search by public relations sector, you can really filter quite highly. Um, and if you use it a lot and connect to people that you constantly meet, which I advise, you'll always find someone that knows that person. So if you're half-decent person, you're very much more likely to introduce that person that you need to meet. Mm. And would you say that long LinkedIn bios are good, or would you say keep it precise? I'm just very interested. Oh, in that's that. a great <laughs> question. Just, I just think it's interesting, because everyone is so different on LinkedIn. I mean, I have the attention span of an ant, so I can't read anything long. Ask Ketty, she gets really stressed out at me when she's like, have you read that? I'm like, yeah, I read the first paragraph, it's fine. <laughs> um, but some people love to read bios, and they want to put all their experience on there. Yeah. I, I don't. Mine's just like, bam, 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 right. bullet points, title, company. Right. Um, but then again, you, if you're trying to meet somebody, you might have more interested, like look at their background in detail. And mm. um, what, what would you say about what for LinkedIn? Or, yeah, like, I guess with my network, I because I'm on the writing side, I meet a lot of PRs. Um, they don't want to talk about money, obviously. So when I've kind of done some copy for them and I send the links through and they're happy with what we've written, I then start to like loop Shara into the conversation to see if there's anyone on their marketing or brand team that'd be interested in following up to talk more like sales. So. Mm. They're very different relationships that we look after. But, um, mm. you know, there's no point us attending the same meetings we divide and conquer. So yeah. I'll yeah. go after the PR, she'll go after the brands. Yeah, yeah. So how do you each monetize your businesses at the moment, sort of out, out of interest? How is the kind of business side come up? Um, so Dose is a really unusual business in terms of the way it was started. We actually started with a database first. Mm. So I had a database for my previous business that I kept active for a couple of years. So when we were both in jobs last year, we actually just, when we were meeting and basically became friends and deciding whether we wanted to start a business together we thought let's just see if people are interested in what we're what we're thinking so every week we started to communicate to this database and we built it and built it with competitions and um, which just grew it and grew it and grew it so we I think we got to about 12,000 by the end of last year and which, was that dose? Do, yeah exactly um, and then we were like okay people people want this 
Um, so then we left our jobs and launched the online site side of it, which is now the publication. And we monetize um, the publication, but the database has got 20,000 people. So twice a week, we communicate to 20,000 people and hope to grow that. And that's how mm. we monetize it through brands. They pay us to execute whatever campaign they're working on, whether it's a skincare-related product or um, we did some work for retail brand recently mm. because they have an event going on in their store or a new product launch. Right, right. And how about you guys, I think that we've already had a conversation outside yeah. where we're like, we that's not our strength. Um, so so we're going to meet up later. Yeah. We, we have some other strengths. That You've done some networking we, already here. We have some other strengths. Yeah. This is the power of collaboration, right? We've yeah. got some strengths around events that yeah. Dose would like to, we would like to have some monetization. We're really, really good at our vision and our passion, which is empowering women to have fulfilling businesses and, and successful careers. We are not really good at... Um, monetizing that and also we didn't come from the point of view of setting up a business we came from the point of view of this is our passion let's do something about it having said that that's what we're working on now so we're kind of almost in phase two of our business and I'm not advising anyone to do it this way around but we're in phase two of of our business where we're saying look to make it this realistic, we, we need to live. Like, we need to feed our kids. Yeah. We need, we need to enough. pay for stuff. So we have to monetize it. And that's a really difficult conversation when because because as much as Dose is a business, I think Step Up Club is a business, but it's kind of also us. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit like if you imagine an influencer, but with there are just two of us. So yeah. it's somewhere it sits somewhere slightly odd in between those two mm. things. And that's very difficult because as you know, like if for example you follow someone on Instagram and they're hashtagging ad all the time, people yeah. don't necessarily like that. So for us it's about finding a balance yeah. of how we are realistic and we have to get paid. Yeah. Um, but also and especially as we as step up continues to grow and we can't do our other work because we have both continued to do other work. Right. I've continued to coach and run leadership programs. Alice has continued to write and we're we're increasingly letting go of that to right. focus on step up. Right. So ways that we um, monetize it would be through brand collaborations. So brands do like to work with us to access kind of women's career message. Mm. So we bring that message to their brand and that and that and that gives them some kind of credibility rather than I'm just selling clothes, for example, yeah, or I'm just yeah, selling yeah. skincare. Actually, I'm about empowering women to right. feel confident about themselves at work. Right, right. Um, and then we also charge for our events. Um, and we are in September launching Step Up School, which is going to be monthly daytime events aimed at freelancers, entrepreneurs, people who are looking at setting up businesses. Um, and you can come each month and there will be topics loosely based on our chapter. So how do I make more money? How do I have an incredible network? How do I feel really confident? How do I set up a business? And you can come each month and subscribe and come along and that's going to become a, a kind of self-feeding community. Mm. And what about your future plans? Just tell us quickly about that. What exciting things have you got going on? Uh, we, we want to grow the business organically. Um, mm. to, to your point about starting it from a passion, I did that the first time round. Um, I can't tell you how many mistakes I made the first time around, which made me say, I don't want to do any of that again, mm. uh, even from finding someone to work with that complements my skill set. Um, so I did very much approach it like, I still love this industry, I want to I want to monetize it somehow. Yeah, uh, think, you're a bit more hard-headed about yeah, it the second time around. and the around. first yeah. time around, my business relied on investment. Like, it would never have made any money. It was always investment, investment, investment. Might be successful, might sell. Whereas this time, we're just trying to grow it organically and show um, that it's building and the traffic. You're cutting building. your cloth according to cutting... Is what, that the one? Whatever that yeah. is. You're kind of being conservative. <laughs> exactly. With, yeah. okay. So we want to grow it organically as much as possible. And we've talked about lots of different ideas, which might be a book, which we definitely mm. need to chat to you guys about. Um, we're definitely going to go down the events route, but it's it's just testing it at the moment. We're still so young. We're, I mean, essentially six years old from when we launched the publication. So 
Uh, did I say six months? Six, six months. Six months, not six, six years. months. Six months, well, yeah. Um, okay. So we're learning and we're hopeful for the future. Probably not as planned as we, as you guys are. <laughs> so I think we've got time for some um, some questions, if anyone has any questions. Well, okay, I'll just go for you first because you're in front of me. Um, so we're talking about collaboration and when you're working in kind of, sorry, um, a workspace, have you got any advice for getting kind of, a mentor or somebody like that to kind of get skills from because uh, when I work in such a big company it is quite nice to be able to get some skills from other people but it's so hard to kind of approach that and find out because everybody's so busy mm. and it's such a um everybody's very focused on their jobs and their own lives and it's like how do you um get involved in that and mm. find somebody that can offer you advice that perhaps is you know five steps ahead from where you are at that moment mm. have you got any advice for finding mentors or things like that so we do have a chapter on uh, external influences, <laughs> talking about mentoring in our book. And talking um, about making money. Uh, uh, so yeah, we do have a chapter about it. It's a really important part of when we're working with women on their careers. You know, you do need to have those external influences. I think a mistake that particularly, when talking about gender, it's always a generalisation, but most of these, general, like, these generalisations are based on research and not as practical, they're true. Um, particularly when you're thinking about women, um, we want things to be perfect, so we look for one perfect mentor who can really follow up, who has followed yeah, our exact career true. path. And yeah. actually, that's not going to happen and you're just not going to find one. So, And also, we don't like to have this kind of relationship which we're not is not very defined or where we think someone might be giving us something but we're not giving enough back. And actually, I would just relax about it. If you... Um, there are, In our book, we, we do... Um, uh, 10 minutes, so the book is 10 minutes a day. That's the idea. You spend 10 minutes a day on career development, which is not your day job. And the rewards that you see are exponential from that. And we have these workouts, so they're 10-minute high-intensity workouts, but they're career workouts. And one of the workouts that we have in the networking section is about mapping your network that already exists. And I think that if you start to map out the people you already know, you will find in there senior people, you will find in their peers, you will find in their actual role models, you will find all kinds of people, and they will start to create this kind of mentoring circle where you have different seats at the table filled by different people but I suppose it's about being realistic like you say and not thinking I need to find a mentor and yeah. that's going to be my one person it's about kind of picking this person could maybe give me some advice on this or this person could and kind of spread spreading exactly. it out yeah another tip which I kind of found very useful is find someone who's doing the job that you want to do so Shara mentioned she had a, a startup before um which was basically aggregated the fitness landscape and uh, as much as I was writing about it, I had aspirations to do a similar thing. And so I kind of already knew about Shara before I met her, which sounds a bit creepy, but I kind of <laughs> followed her Not in the industry. All. And I kind of, so it's kind of inevitable that we've become business partners because I, I knew I wanted to do that job eventually. If that makes sense. Mm. Great question. Um, do you have a question? Sorry, working in the healthcare space, and Josh, you mentioned a comment about um, potentially doctors don't have the doctors might not have to collaborate and my job all day long is trying to get GPs and pharmacists and social care and community trusts to collaborate. collaborate and there is an element of if you start off independent and you have to come together you have to give up an element of power mm. so it'd be good to get your views on that and then my other comment is around monetizing your network you, I don't know if you've come across somebody called Carrie Green and the female association so that is a a multi-million pound enterprise on how it seems quite similar but yeah I think the main question is around in the NHS a public sector they're reducing budgets they have to collaborate mm. the benefits seem obvious but when you don't you start off in a different place yeah. how do you 
sell the benefits. that's based on many, many different specialties that all kind of don't really deal with each other. Yeah. Well, they should, but they don't. Yeah. It's kind of a interpersonal skills, kind of psychological, really, that, isn't it? Mm. What does it, do you guys have thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't I mean, I, I was going to say that I think for Alice, she was really used to collaborating in terms oh, of like, when you talk about your writing, for example, um, mm -hmm. you talk about, you know, like you're used to giving it to somebody and you're used to just like them giving you feedback on it and yeah, saying like, do that and yeah. that kind of, you know, get, mm -hmm. and, and you're used to like sitting in a room and you, it's not like I want to write about this, so I'm going to write about this. You're like, you know, the editor mm -hmm. might be, okay, you're going to write about this and you're mm -hmm. going to write about this. Whereas for me, the kind of background that I come from, yes, investment decisions, you kind of make us a group, but actually you don't really invest, you know, I used to, like, I, if, for example, um, I think that money supermarket IPO uh, floated when I was a hedge fund manager, the CEO and the managing team of Money Supermarket came into a room. I was the only person in that from a massive fund, and they basically pitched to me, and I decided if we were going to invest, like, tens of millions of euros in it, or more, probably hundreds of millions of euros. And that was kind of just my decision. And, like, mm. I analysed it, and I went to my boss and was like, this is a good decision, this is a bad decision. And so, and then when you're coaching, it's just you in a room with somebody else. You're making all the decisions about what you're saying. So I wasn't really used to that. And giving away that power, I think, has been quite difficult for me. And it, it's been... That, that was what happened in that first weekend with the book. To give mm. away, like, the ownership of something isn't something that I was used to, but... Um, when you're collaborating with people, you have to. But so I mean, you how have to, to get achieve that when you've got all these kind of presumably really senior like specialists and consultants and people who are working different hours, and it, it's really yeah. a massive challenge. I think in, it's in that focusing kind of on the goal, isn't it? So what's you know what's everybody's goal? Why is everybody doing their job? Mm. They're doing their job because they want to help people. Mm. So if you can bring them around to that idea of collaboration as the only way of achieving their goal, then that that seems mm -hmm. obvious. Mm. Um. Hi. Hi, I have a question about networking. I just recently joined my partner business, which is wealth management. And my niche is to work with uh, wealthy, successful women uh, in a, a pre-retirement age, um, certain level of education and a few other aspects. However, I'm finding quite difficult to network with other women. So do you have, and how do you do your networking? Events, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love find the right terrible. events because I am searching, and it's not that many events that actually for women only. So, how? That's my question. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of the newsletters I'm subscribed to, which run events. Um, well, you, you guys, for one. <laughs> um, I like talking to people, so I will generally speak to someone in a gym um, if I'm there, and that might lead to. It has done in the past, like four months later they've called me can you meet blah 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 blah. I mean I, I would just say if you can overhear a conversation don't be afraid to be like excuse me I'm, I'm so sorry do you mind if I have a chat with you for two minutes and they might turn around and say no but at least you've asked and you never know where it could go mm. um, there are many um, networking events I'm trying to think of a good newsletter there's like hundreds in my inbox uh, there's a lot of startup networking events which you'll meet yeah, yeah, okay. But your your um, kind of target uh, yeah, yeah a kind of older this event is great because it's a woman and they got specific tasks. But when you actually search on an internet for a specific event just for women, mm. I'm going on the top of the gym, it's a great event house to collect the leader, which is for city uh, women. 
And that is not many of them. I think, I think you need to think about who your target is. I mean, that's what Dose did so brilliantly, right? Is that they mm. knew who their target was mm. and they went after that target. So your target is not the people who are going to most of these networking events because most mm. of those people probably don't have enough money for you to manage. Like, mm. it, you know, you need to have quite a lot of money if you're going to use a wealth manager. Yeah. So where are you going to find the people who have enough money so maybe it's in the city so maybe you join for example Chartered Financial Analyst Society has a gender diversity network or maybe you join private members clubs like for example Grace Belgravia or maybe you know you need to think about where those women and form some strong relationships with some of those women and then do a really good job and get recommended so so I think it's target isn't it yeah I think Thinking about the mentor question as well, the networking, and something that we've, I mean, Fenella probably realised before me, um, but something about careers is that there are these words that we become fixated on that become an obstacle because we obsess about them the certain words so networking it's like I have to network well what we say is networking is just talking with a purpose and that can happen mm. in lots of different yeah. ways you don't have to be at an event you can do it on your social media you can go through your Facebook friends your friends of friends the people you went to university with you know um, like Fenella said in the book we the first thing we do in the networking chapter is get you to write down or think about everyone who's in your network already and you've got an expansive network that you don't really realise you have. And it's just kind of using what you already have, not becoming fixated on going to events to network, mm. but thinking about all the different ways that you can network mm. um, and following up. And um, something, it's just this is a slight aside, but we often talk about it when we talk about networking is that women network in very different ways um, to men. So we liken yeah. it in the book to like the woman networks um, in, within like a homogenous circle, like we call her the queen bee. So you like to network with similar types of women and women feel much more secure yeah. in those um and within that group and that group is really important because those are the people that you tend to end up collaborating with and work very closely with but men we say are more like a spider so they have this much bigger um uh, web which with less kind of the less depth less, well, well they aren't so closely connected yeah. so the web's flimsier but it's wider and um, so it's also thinking about kind of borrowing the way that men network so just throwing your web out as far as you can. You don't know who's going to know someone who might be able to help you. In mm. fact, Melissa Hemsley, one of our um, <laughs> champions, has just walked in the room, and she is the world's most awesome networker. So if you want to go and fleet them out, she's <laughs> networking queen. She came that. in at the perfect moment. <laughs> Does anyone have any more questions? I had a point, actually, from earlier, Jess, um, I'm Justine, um, to do with the question about collaboration and different groups and how, you know, that just it was just a thought, really, just going back one stage, that I think when you're dealing with, um, with men in those groups that you're trying to get to collaborate, potentially, which you may well be in your job, the lady that asked the question, um, it's, I think, also thinking about what they will benefit out of it, because there's a kind of, you know, if they can see a personal benefit... To them in some way, um, then that is a, that's one of the ways actually strategically to try to get people to work together to come to a common you know conclusion or a common end. And actually, I think women much more naturally will sort of see a benefit for them on some level potentially, um, and and also are quite happy to help. Whereas in some instances, actually, it's about thinking, well, you know, what would they see the benefit of this activity as for them, and trying to construct it in that way. Certainly I come across that quite a lot in my <laughs> in my mm, job. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm MD at Time Inc and we publish a number of magazines including Marie Claire. 
Yeah. We have a lot of men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fantastic women, many of whom you will see here today. <laughs> Thank you, Justine. Um, do you guys want to wrap up by, I suppose, giving us, I don't know, your top three things to remember or your top three, if you could give three kind of words of advice, what would they be? Three words. Or, but not three words, you could have more than words, but three, you know, three tips. Um, for me, if you are thinking about starting a business and you definitely want to do it with someone, spend a really long time getting to know that person because it will be like a marriage mm. and you will spend more time and speak to that person more than you will your other half. That's true. Sarah came to my wedding quite early on in our uh, business relationship. So, yeah, I'd say that too, um, getting to know the person really well and having utter trust and being completely transparent as well. Just any inkling of a fear that you have about the future, just just tell that person everything. Um, Mm. It's better to have all cards on the table Mm. um, and to keep nothing back. And Mm. the last one I think I'd say is be united on your goal, which I think is something you two touched on. Um, If Hetty had come to me and said, I want to start a business in six months, I want to sell it for £15 million, I would have been like, yeah, no, bye. Um, We both wanted to start an online brand and grow it organically. So we knew that that was like the ethos of what Mm. we were trying to do. Yeah, right. And how about you ladies? I think transparency and honesty is really important. Um, I think don't be afraid to let go and actually mm. use the other person's expertise. Because that is quite scary, you know, to admit that you're not really good at something mm. or you don't really know what you're doing, but actually the other person might. And, and, and you know, kind of link to that, don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong. So if you say something, my person's like, no, 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 no. actually, like, you know, actually, like, don't, and actually, I think that's something, again, generalising, but I think that's something that women, because, you know, generally, we do tend to be slightly better at collaboration, Mm. to um, your point. Um, I think we are actually better at at that, but don't get yourself so far down defending your, um, defending your point of view that you can't take the other person's point on board and just step way back from it. And I think something Fenella says a lot um, is like, are we actually having fun? Like, are we doing yes, this? Are we enjoying it? Because when yeah. you work really closely with someone, it is quite exposing in that yeah. way. And sometimes you can kind of overthink everything and yeah. everything becomes amplified. And yeah. I think just um, sometimes being able to kind of step away and be Get like, upset actually, yeah. like, like, it's just enjoy this. This is meant to be fun. We're not yeah. in a really, I mean, it's not quite about talking about collaboration, but about starting something new together and working with someone who's your friend it should end up being fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, great. Well, thank you so much for coming, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank this has been Marie Claire Future Shapers Live in partnership with Neutrogena. Thanks for listening and don't miss the final episode of this series with the brilliant Catherine Ryan who teaches us how to be more of an alpha in a male-dominated industry.